0: You play at a different level. You play in a different way if you have the mindset that we are part of a glorious, victorious kingdom. On Earth, it's such a certain thing that we win, and not without battles and not without troubles, but it's it, you play the game differently, you live your life differently. We're part of a, of a takeover that started at the cross and resurrection. It, you go from a mindset of, I'm somebody on the Titanic that's sinking, and my job is to pull as many souls off the Titanic and get them in lifeboats before this thing goes down. Okay, that's great. Evangelism's great. The other way of viewing is, no, I'm part of this ever-increasing kingdom where the results of it and the fruit of it are actually righteousness and justice on the earth with real people, with nations singing praises to God. and And we don't have to wait for the return of the king to do that. In fact, the king is seated at the right hand until... We actually fulfill what we're here to do. Now, can you picture that? So Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah prophesied that when this child comes, when this son is born, he said, from that day forth and forevermore, there will be no end. No end. It'll never stop increasing. there will be no end to the increase of Jesus's government and his peace. Now, we don't really, I don't think, believe that that can happen because of some of the things we've been taught. But my contention is until that whole loaf is leavened, the leaven's going to keep working. Until the enemies are made a footstool, he's going to sit at the right hand of the Father. He has invested his glory in us human beings And he intends to fill the earth with his glory through us walking in his presence, in his ways, in his power, in his winsomeness, in his graciousness, in his compassion. And honestly, I just, I feel like that's the the picture we need to have on our refrigerators. Mm. You know, we can't live in a story. We can't live bigger than the story that we believe we're in. And if we're in mostly an escape the earth story, we're not going to be glory bringers to the earth. I mean, we'll do mm. a little here, a little there. We'll do some evangelism, but will we make systemic change in the planet unless we really understand that we've been commissioned to do that? I mean, literally repair the ruined cities. What does that look like? What do you think? What is what is what is repaired? Are there are there some ruined cities? We're still ruining a lot of them, but what will it look like when the when the people of God, the redeemed, actually take this charge? seriously and in faith Mm. begin to begin to walk into that Mm. what are some of those you mentioned earlier the things that we've grown up with some of those attitudes go through a few of the the common objections to this hopeful message yeah i i think it you know we we've been we've been told a a uh when i say we i mean most people living today at least in the in the you know, the parts of the body of Christ that I've been around, which are mostly anywhere from fundamentalist, evangelical, charismatic, Pentecostal, that, you know, that's those are my circles. I was raised Catholic. I'm not really sure exactly where the official word is in Catholicism. I know it's changed through the years, but on on eschatology or the end of times, like what is the before the return of Jesus, what do things look like? We've been taught the uh, a model that says things have got to get worse on the earth; they're going to get darker and darker. Now the church will shine brighter and brighter, but it'll be a remnant church. It's, mm-hmm. it's the sense is the sense is more of a rescue mission and a you know we are here to get as many people off the Titanic before she sinks mm-hmm. as possible, and that would be the, our highest calling. So that would be evangelism, and evangelism is great. We we ought to be doing that, but this whole paradigm of no, we're actually here to repair the earth. You know, the the most quoted Old Testament scripture in the New Testament is Psalm 110 and that's where the Lord said to my Lord and that's the father speaking to the son, sit here at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool. And then he goes on to talk about sending sending forth his rod out of Zion and, and sending forth his his volunteers, his people who volunteer freely. In the day of his power. Well, before Jesus left the planet, he goes, all power and authority now in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So as a man, he got authority back on the earth. And then he says to us, go therefore and disciple, make disciples of the nations. He didn't say save as many people as you could. So the paradigm of an escape and a minimi- a shrinking church, but a more powerful one, they would say, Uh, is different from an ever-increasing kingdom of Jesus, an ever-increasing peace, and an ever-increasing glory of God filling the earth. And, Mm. And if you really step back at a high, high level and look at history from the first advent of Jesus, I will say in almost every measurable metric of life, life on planet earth is extremely better now than it was 2000 years ago and it's way better than it was 200 years ago and you know we know bob fraser my business partner and our friend that wrote a book called kingdom horizon that actually graphs out and chronicles these metrics of of life on the planet mm. and 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 life has gotten better because of jesus's first advent and i my my contention is, it will continue to get better, not without opposition. He said, rule in the midst of your enemies. So the enemies are real, right? Mm-hmm. They're all around us. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So... So uh, I I think, you know, what, what my mission in life is, is to help people at least see that there's another perspective that's deeply theological, very biblical, mm-hmm. and to me employs a, a far better hermeneutic than the one that most of us have been taught about this. Things are going down the tubes, it's all going to burn up, Antichrist is going to take over, one world government, blah, blah, blah and you know the church will be this faithful remnant holding on for dear life. Maybe we get raptured out before the tribulation. Maybe we go through the tribulation. But in any event, things, when Jesus comes back, it's because things have gotten so bad that he has to now come back and make it better. My contention is he's done everything he needs to do, and he's invested it in his redeemed people, and we don't need a further upgrade. We're perfectly designed, equipped, and commissioned to restore things on this earth. There's nothing on this earth that falls outside of what man's mandate is to take care of, including the devil. He said, puts all things under our feet. Uh, Romans 16, 19 says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet, Paul wrote to the church. So, you know, to me, it's just my my perspective on life is up and to the right. I'm part of an ever-increasing kingdom, not a diminishing one. And I have every expectation and hope that... uh, his glory will fill the earth and it'll be through human beings that obeyed him unlike the generation in Israel that disobeyed him but he said as I live I'm going to get a team on the field that is going to, the result is going to be the earth is going to be filled with my glory why do you think it's so easy for people to believe a bad report huh. than to have a positive expectation of What's next? Why are we naturally so yeah. pessimistic about these things? Yeah, it's easy. A good friend of mine, uh, Greg Gorman uh, Hi, Greg. and Julie, they like to say, you know, you find what you're looking for. And it's just a, it's just a fact of life. Mm. If you've been taught everything's bad, everything's going down the tubes. Then you can flip across any number of channels, and you can validate your thesis mm-hmm. anytime you want to. Yeah. So it'd be like watching a football game, and uh, I like to call it the devil's highlight reels. So if you if you took a football game and you said we're going to film every fumble, every interception, every penalty, every missed block, every every missed tackle, and 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 that's your team, and we're going to say and we're going to put that on in front of you twenty four seven nonstop and an outside observer came and watched it and say, man, this team stinks. This is a team full of losers. No, they actually won that game. That was the Super Bowl. Mm. And, and if you watch the whole game, no, they were scoring touchdowns. They completed more pa- passes than they didn't complete, but you were focused on the incompletions. Mm. So I'm saying if you focus on the things that the Lord is doing in the earth, I mean, the, the, the body of Christ, the growth of the church, the organic growth of the the spiritual body of Jesus Christ on the planet is the biggest movement of people ever. And it's actually accelerating right now. Mm. If you look at the middle East and you look at China and you look at a, I mean, I mean, it, it, this is an unstoppable, unmovable force. I mean, God, God said when he set up his kingdom, Daniel two talks about that little stone that came in right and crushed the, you know, the feet of the statue. And it says this little stone will grow to become a mountain that fills the whole earth. And he, and he defined it. He says, this is the kingdom of God, come to mm. earth. And he says, and it'll crush and put an end to every other kingdom. And if you step back and look at that the continuum of time, it's doing just that. Mm. It has been crushing other thoughts and kingdoms and ideologies, and it will continue to until his enemies have been made a footstool. So if you're looking, I'm telling you, I have that pair of lenses on now. And I see, I see the victories of the cross and resurrection everywhere. And more important than see them... I feel like I'm empowered now to participate in them because I'm viewing life through the lens of one who has been redeemed and made a king, not just redeemed to save me and help me escape the planet, but no, help me to be one that, as I would say, king me. He's kinged us. He's put the crown on us. He says, now you turn around and you go in pursuit and start double jumping every every enemy in sight. The gates of hell, yeah, will not prevail against this kind of a church. But we have to know who we are to operate in faith. Talk a little bit more about your checkers analogy that you mentioned to me this morning and then we talked about later. Okay. Yeah. So three it was three oh nine in the morning as I woke up and and I just had this I just had this phrase and this picture of a checkerboard and it was king me was the phrase. And I'm like, wait, isn't that what you say? Like when you move your pieces, move your checkers down to the, you know, to the one end of the board. So And, and I looked it up. Yeah, that's what you say. You say, you don't say crown me. You say king me. So I love the phrase king me. So think about it. In, in, in the beginning of checkers, you're not king. You're just the, you're just a single layer wafer, right? And you're moving your way. You're mostly trying to avoid getting caught as you go to the other end of the table. Mm -hmm. But then you get to the other end of the table and you say king me and. They put a crown on you, right? They stack another checker on top. And what do you do? You turn 180 degrees and now you come back and now you're pursuing. Now you were the one afraid of being jumped. Mm -hmm. Now you're the one doing the jumping. Now you're in pursuit. You turn around 180 degrees and you're in hot pursuit of those that you are actually running from before. I believe this is a prophetic picture of the time we're in. I, I believe this kingship of all believers is something that's going to be, first of all, it's hidden in plain sight. It's all over scripture, but we have not functioned as Kings in charge of the planet. We have functioned as escapees or, 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 you know, whatever you want to call it, but escaping the, getting off the Titanic before it sinks or just trying to make it to the other side Mm. mentality. So, or or hanging around on rooftops. Yeah. Hanging around on rooftops, hoping the, hoping the lifeboat comes by. So, um one one other thing that really was a zinger for me just in the last week or so is that this 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 earth being filled with the glory of God before Jesus returns is um I hadn't looked at Isaiah 6 in so long, and I just felt led of the Holy Spirit a couple weeks ago to go look at Isaiah 6 again. And I'm looking at it, and so it's when Isaiah says, you know, uh in the in the year King Uzziah died, he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, Mm. train of his robe, you know, filled the temple with glory. And then, you know, then the seraphim enter in these, the burning ones, these angels, high powered angelic beings that are continually in the presence of God. And one says to the other, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. So it just, it hit me to go look at when Isaiah said, he saw the Lord high and lifted up sitting on a throne and I found John 12:41 in John 12:41 it actually says it was Jesus that Isaiah saw now that may not seem like yeah Jesus God the Father the Holy Spirit no here's the point when Jesus it's 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 in the picture when Jesus is sitting on the throne high and lifted up that the seraphim says the whole earth is filled with his glory so this may be stretching it a little bit to me this affirms that before Jesus comes off that heavenly throne and comes to earth, the the earth is going to be filled with his glory. Is there more to go when he comes back? Of course. For one, he's coming to raise the living and the dead, to judge the living and the dead. And he's coming, 1 Corinthians 15, to destroy the last enemy, which is death. But it says again there, but he must reign on that throne. He must reign until his enemies are made a footstool. Hmm. So I would say the process of, or the result of, His enemies being made a a footstool: starvation, oppression, unjust economic systems, slavery. When those enemies—communism, all these godless ideologies—that seem to be surfacing and really showing themselves these days—these are these are. I'll I'll say this in 100% confidence: those things are coming down. They're not going to usher in the one-world dictator called Antichrist. going to no. That ideology is being exposed. And, you know, even we see it right now, all over the world, people that have tasted freedom are are standing up and they're protesting against any kind of tyrannical government. Mm. That's a work of the cross and resurrection of Jesus. <laughs> That's because people have tasted freedom that has flowed out of the reality that Christ came to set people free. Yes, our soul, our spirit to save us so that we have eternal life, but unto what? Unto being kings and priests on this earth and, and redeeming and rest restoring on the earth. So... That's kind of my story. And, you know, um, I I like to say, you know, we can't can't have faith in something that's outside of our scope of hope, right? Now, let me Mm. explain that. So Hebrews Mm. 11, I believe it is, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So that anyone who's been born of the Spirit or has had the Lord speak to them otherwise, knows what I mean by this. You know in your knower that internal witness, the spirit bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. That's how, when you know you're saved, you know that there's another one living inside. It's a, there's a substance. It's a real, it's a real reality living inside of you of something that was just a word or something hoped for. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. Mm. Well, here's, here's what I would say. If, if seeing this aspect of the glory of God filling the earth to where you're envisioning nations hmm. you know having righteous government and people being able to live in, in 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 the goodness of God and the graciousness of God and the compassion of God if, if you if you don't have a hope for that because because your Bible teachers have taught you that that's not scriptural that things aren't going to go that way hmm. in fact the enemy is going to take over on earth until Jesus returns then you won't be able to have faith for changing a city hmm. or or, or it, I it's substance to me now. It's been it's been revealed. It's there's a there's a reality. I'm hoping for bigger things. My my ocean of things I can hope for now. And remember, faith is a substance of things hoped for. Mm. But if the thing hoped for isn't in your container, you can't have faith because it's outside you you don't even think it's supposed to happen. You think it's outside maybe even of the will of God, but I don't. I believe when Isaiah said the increase of his Jesus's government and peace will not end. It'll never stop increasing. And he said from this day forth, the day of his the day he comes of the planet, from that day forth and forevermore. And here's here's who underwrites it. Way better than Lloyds in London. Here's what un- underwrites it. The zeal of the Lord of Hosts will accomplish this. I believe God is zealous for his people to really understand who we are that the eyes of our understanding would really be enlightened, that we would know are the riches of the glory of his inheritance that's in us. That's not just a bunch of kids going to heaven when they die. That's his inheritance. Jesus was told, ask of me and I'll give you the earth, the nations, you know, the whole world as your inheritance, Jesus. So some of that inheritance is in you and it's in me. Hmm. It's, it's, the, it's us bringing that glory. It's the riches of the glory of his inheritance in us. Do you follow me? Mm-hmm. So we take that into the earth. And We bring His goodness, His graciousness, His compassion, and we govern people. When I say we govern people, whoever's called to the positions of, of governmental leadership, if they're not governing under under the within the kingdom mandate, as, as the people of God, as priests of the Most High God and prophets to the culture, we have every place to call them out of those positions. But more importantly, let's raise up sons and daughters to fill those positions that'll be, that'll go through the hoops, that'll get the education, that'll start serving in their homes. And, and they'll know nothing but serving in the character of Christ. And by the time they're of the age to be statesmen, which used to be like in your late teens, you know, they'll be put in offices and they'll be the most benevolent, wonderful, wise mm. rulers and leaders that the earth has ever known. Why don't we have a vision for that? I do. I want my grandkids to, to occupy some of those positions. I want your grandkids to. Hmm. I want the whole earth to be filled with the glory of God. Wouldn't that be nice? It will be. (laughs) It will be. Hey, thanks, you guys, for listening and sticking with us. Hope you've been inspired. And I hope that more, more importantly, that you'll go on your own quest. You'll open the word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth. Thanks, Jim. Thank you.